If we're if we're gonna shift gears immediately to soccer talk, what a weekend it was! It was uh, a feel good weekend all around. Really was exciting results all across the league. Uh, let's take a uh, there. He, did he come? Oh no, sorry. I thought Dari. Uh, we're having a guest tonight. He's having. Um, he's gonna gonna be on here shortly. He's been on before. Chase Matthew Newhausen. Newha Newha. Nuhassen? Nuhassen. Nuhassen. Let's ask him about the pronunciation. But yes, returning for some Southampton chat should be uh, should be a good one with them getting a good result the weekend. I, I think the highlight of this talk is going to be something called the South Coast Derby, which is happening in the FA Cup or Carabao Cup, and it's uh, Southampton's biggest rival. Poor, he'll, he'll tell us more about it. Don't don't worry about me. I don't need details right now. You don't just, have just to get spoil it yet. Yeah, and I don't know clearly, so you know. Well, maybe we can hit on while we're waiting a, a Premier League result or two. And we have a lot to get to though uh, with Champions League as well. But let's start with Premier League, Michael. What caught your eye aside from the obvious? Let's from talk. The um, let's talk about our team while it's just us two before he gets here. Because he he might have some insight on some um, other matches as well that he might like to throw. I think we kind of run a regular rooster in the devil with Matt once whenst he gets here, you know? Whenst. I like that. Yeah, so Spurs, uh, what did you see, Micah? What did you like? What did you not like? All right. I mean, obviously there's a lot to like. 4-0 Crystal Palace, for, for those who forget. Uh, all four goals were in the first half. We had Sonny scoring in the 10th minute. And then we had an own goal that was basically a surge goal in the 21st minute. And then Sonny scored in the 23rd minute. And then Lamella in the 42nd. And good God, they just looked great. I mean, they were firing on all cylinders in the offensive end. So cohesive, so strong. Absolutely. It was a great performance. Let's get Matt set up. Welcome back. How's it going? Appreciate it. Happy to be back. Are you happy to have some soccer games under your belt? Because I believe last time we talked to you was just in the in the throngs of summer shit season. Indeed. Absolutely. Uh, I think we're about five games in now for the Premier League, and uh, yeah, I couldn't be happier with its return. I mean, let's talk fresh. Uh, tell us about your match up against Sheffield from from last weekend. Yeah, um, so that was a game that I wasn't really sure how it would go. I didn't really know Sheffield too much. Um, obviously, sure. I know they were a pretty uh, formidable side in the championship last year, but you never know with the teams coming up into the next division how... They didn't spend, spend much, much money either. either no, which is yeah, I think intriguing. 
Yeah, they think they said six of their starting 11 on Saturday were players they had on their regular roster last year. Um, and they really tested us in the first half. Um, I was kind of happy that it went in goalless at the, at the break. And then um, second half looked a lot better. And then we had that bit of individual brilliance from Musa Dijanepo. And we were able to come away with all three points. And was an help from VAR, too. <laughs> well, what was the VAR situation? Yeah, so there were, there were a few. So I, I believe it was, yeah, I can't remember the half. But there was one instance where Sheffield, had, Sheffield United had set up for a set piece. And um, all of their guys got in behind ours. And I think had you not been in a VAR era, they probably would have labeled it a goal. But uh, McBurney for Sheffield came in and knocked the goal in on the far post. And they went back and reviewed it later, determined that they it, he was indeed offsides. Was it a clear and obvious error in your opinion? Upon review, yeah. I mean, I I don't really have problems with them calling VAR offsides. I feel like that's one of the better VAR calls. Yeah, so. I mean, I was definitely happy with it. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Yeah. I can see how um, some Sheffield United fans would have been disappointed, though. Because, um, I mean, it was a goal at home and put them ahead and it came back on them and it had to be, you know, taken away. So you, you got to feel for them there and. You know they're gonna, sure. they're fighting for all the points they can this season. You know they're they're I think they're a team not expected to stay in the division. So um, you know they got they got to take what they can get. So you, you feel for them in that way. But obviously I'm not gonna complain about getting all three points. So yeah, so, yeah you, you won, won one nothing, nothing but but, but what, what was the tenor, tenor of the game? game? And it looked like possession was pretty split. split. Was everyone game. getting? You know, shots, shots on goal, goal or did you, you have, have mostly, mostly the control, control or, or what, what happened? happened? No, they played really well in the first half. I mean, they kept a lot of possession. Um, definitely were the better side in the first half. Second half, we looked a little bit better, um, more composed. Um, I know that Ralph was trying some different things on the defense. Uh, I think we had three center backs playing and alternated with a left wing. So we had. Janepo uh, and Vestergaard um, covering the left side of the field, and uh, it was a little awkward for Vestergaard at times. And he, he was definitely beat by that uh, Sheffield winger um, on a few occasions. You could see it in his challenges too. Um, so he, I think they were. It was a lot of exploiting that weakness and um, led to some early struggles. But we were able to come back from that. I mean, we were better I think comprehensively as a team um Oriole Romeo was a big big um plus for us in the midfield and and you guys started with two losses right who'd you lose to yeah so I believe we started the season had United in there didn't they well we had Burnley to start the season that was Burnley away that was a 3-0 defeat very disappointed (laughs) um and then I believe I think we had Liverpool in the next game. Uh, yeah, Liverpool too. No, nice. I mean, that's that's it's about as bad. good as you can hope yeah. for against Liverpool. Yeah, we almost tied it too. I mean, because uh, Ings got the equalizer on a. I remember you yeah. shouting out Ings on the last pod. 
Yes, um, mm-hmm. he got a crack at his old teammates finally because last mm-hmm. season, because he, he's technically on loan for us, he wasn't able to play in the games we had against Liverpool last year. So this is his first one. Um, yeah, he had a first goal because he hey, the Liverpool was playing their third string keeper. Who's it? I forget his name. I, I don't know it. He they, yeah. they got him off West Ham, yeah. and. Um, he, I don't know what he was doing, but he wasn't paying attention, obviously, and he tried to distribute it out, and it bounced right off Ings into the goal. So I love that. <laughs> yeah. So and then, it sounds like Allison's coming back pretty soon, so I don't feel too bad for him. Yeah, <laughs> um, certainly not. And they lost not today in away. Champions League. Did you see that? I did. did. Yeah, I was happy. Yeah, I was happy. Rente, ninety second minute. I wanted to mention uh, that Sheffield team, by the way. I know they're newly promoted, but they were coming off of a uh, draw, I think, at uh, at Chelsea at Sanford Bridge. So that's that's a nice that's a nice win. Um, and you guys are sitting on seven points. You know, early in the season, you got to be happy with it. Oh, absolutely! I saw an item on Twitter come across recently, and someone said if we win against Bournemouth on Friday, we will temporarily go to third in the league. Uh, oh, that's fun! fun. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that feels a lot more like when we had uh, Ronald Koeman in, in charge. So then, um, man, you played Man United one-one. That had to be pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm probably one of the few Saints fans who can look at that and look at it with a little bit of regret because I, I felt like it was a United team that was beatable. You know, I know they were they had some injuries. You like, beat them last year, right? Almost, yeah. almost. Yeah, so, it was a draw. Because uh, no. we, we took the two goal lead at St. Mary's That's last right. year and then conceded twice. Um, and then we had the 3 2 loss to them in Old Trafford. Um, but with this season, you know, they didn't, they didn't have Martial, they didn't have Luke Shaw. A couple of their starters were out and they were starting a lot of their newer guys. I think Mason Green or Net. What's his name? Mason, Mason Greenwood. Mason Greenwood. He's a fan favorite on the pod. Okay, yeah, I think that <laughs> his was name his, more than anything is. <laughs> <laughs> that was his. I think his first first Premier League appearance. That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah so they were using some newer guys. So I, I I felt like we could have taken advantage of it really at home and really pressed for all three. But honestly, I'll take a point. Um, you know, considering the caliber of that side. Sure. So what are your, uh, you know, what, what do you like so far about the team this season and, and what, what are things that you don't necessarily like? Yeah. Um, to start, I think Gineppo has just been incredible. I mean, we got him 12 million pounds from Standard League in Belgium. Huh. Something like that. How old is he? Uh, well, he's he very guy? young, yeah. I think 21, he's like, it looks like. Yeah. Wikipedia wow. So he only played two years in standard Liege. Liege, yeah, there we go. <laughs> but yeah, he's just been uh, great. He's got two match winners now. He, he won. He put us ahead against Brighton and then put us ahead against Sheffield on two worldies. So. Two worldies, really? Yeah, have you watched the, oh, goal? I watch you watch the goals? Uh, I probably have come across them, but... The, Fantastic. I don't know. I, I, if you if you think of it, Jeff, definitely tweet it at us tomorrow because I'll I'll check it out. Yeah, if you watch the Sheffield goal, I mean that was just mesmerizing to watch because he could have easily went down. I mean the, the the Sheffield defender had his arm around him. I mean most players go down, but he literally fought it off, came in, like dribbled into the box, 
and then slotted it to the far post and scored. Like, it was completely an individual effort. And um, I, I'm looking it up right yeah, now. Yeah, check it out. Watch. Check it out. Tindall, you got a question while I'll check it out? Yeah, I guess uh, areas of concern for you, right? You would say exceeding expectations right now. Um, oh, that's what, dirty. What do you have to worry about? Any major injuries so far for the club? Well, we've had Nathan Redmond out the last two weeks, but he should be back this week. So I don't know if he'll play the Bournemouth game, but I know they're going to have him. They're going to want him back for the Portsmouth game, which is the big one. Um, which is what initially yeah, so drew us to this conversation, that, yeah. but keep going. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say defensively is always going to be our biggest concern because, um, you know, sometimes we'll look really solid. I mean, if you look at the Manchester United game, I think Vestergaard had one of his best games in a Southampton shirt in that one. Um, but then you look at last week where he was played a little bit of – it was like a, an LCB, if you will. So he was alternating between that left-back and center-back role. That I mean, that looked a little awkward. I mean, I think we were lucky not to concede. We had a, we had a similar situation where Davison Sanchez was playing right back for us. And, yeah, just – it's a different position, you know, dealing with wingers – you have to acclimate, even if you're good. Even if you have the tools to do it, you have to acclimate, right? Right. Yeah. Different style of play. I mean, me personally, I haven't totally figured out um, Hazen Noodle's method, method, methodology so far. Because I mean, we started the season. I, I mean, I do. I, I trust him. I, I think he's got a great vision for the team and compared to some of the recent coaching options we've had. I mean, he's a total upgrade. Um, but I mean, the last two games or something, we've we've sat out Bertrand and not really been given a reason why. And um, you know, he's a veteran left back, and I, I don't know, you know, how you play Vestergaard left back if you have him as an option. But those are just things that I, I mean, as a fan, I can nitpick at. But sure. sure, the coach knows the best setup at the end of the day. But um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. If you statistically, I think because the Southampton won against Brighton, they won against Fulham in the Carabao Cup last round, and they won against that. Sheffield. So, according to a, it was a stat put up by Sky Sports, it's the first time since 1986 that Southampton have kept three consecutive clean sheets on away matches. So, that's that is impressive. impressive I, mean, yeah. I mean, I sound like an idiot if I say Vestergaard <laughs> is not you know good at what at, at being at, lining up at that position, but. It's worked. Can't argue with the results. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll take the points as they come. And you've made me no. a uh, secret Southampton side piece uh, fan. So. All right. Side piece fan. <laughs> they're, they're my little side piece. Like I've got that. a bunch of side pieces, though, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Not for women. Jess. 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 <laughs> All right. So you, you kind of briefly touched on the, uh, the Carabao Cup game. Tell us all about this Derby, you referenced sounds. it last time too. I remember you talking about them as their primary rivals. So yeah, this is a great yeah. follow-up. I, I, I could, I could, I couldn't believe it because I mean we we talked about that on the last pod and we said we we're pretty much pretty sure I said that if you know that was a dream draw for them because I mean the only way they can play them right now is if they mm-hmm. get them in a cup tie because they stink because they're you guys really dominate awesome. the derby. Yeah. So what's the derby name? So it's the official South Coast Derby. South, 
the official. Nice. Because you don't let don't let NBC fool you in thinking that the Bournemouth Southampton game is a South Coast derby because it's not. I have no interest in Bournemouth in general. Nobody, nobody just... has an interest in Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 Shout they, out Bournemouth. I think their fans want so hard to be like Southampton's main rival and Southampton's like, we're actually quite fond like, of you. No, Stop. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're cute. Yeah, you're it, cute. exactly. So, it, so it's Portsmouth a, League, League One, are they championship? Where are they floating around? Currently, they're in League One. Ooh. Yeah. Pathetic. <laughs> but you drew them in the Carabao Cup. We did. When's the last time there was one of these? So the last time Southampton played Portsmouth was in 2012. Um, I believe that was Southampton. That was their last year in the championship when they were getting promoted that year. And I believe it was a 2-2 draw. Let me confirm. But, and, um, like, what's, why you're looking up if you don't mind talking about, like, the interest around and, like, it's got to be got to be nuts that is coming up in, in Southampton. Yeah, it's, I mean, I can only speak as the fan that I am, you know, someone who started following the team in 2013-14. I'm also American, so um, I can only speak to the impressions that I've gotten through other Southampton fans. Um, but, it, I mean, it's a massive deal. I mean, these you talk about two teams that, go back decades and I mean it it goes back to even a city rivalry because Portsmouth from what I've understood is was more of the navy town so a lot of military people and Southampton was more of the merchant port so the rivalry between the two those damn merchants <laughs> <laughs> so apparently when there was there was there's a there's a urban myth about there being some kind of dock strikes in Portsmouth and there were some people from Southampton that were called over to to break the the dock strike but if you ask the Southampton fans they'll all tell you that it's a you know an urban myth that it was actually the dock strike happening with the merchants in Southampton and it was people from Portsmouth who came in to try to bust that up and rough everybody up that's hilarious so it really it goes back it goes back a while and um, there's it was a big focus of um, like the hooliganism in the seventies. I mean mm-hmm. it was a, a very big match. I mean until the last match, I know that all the Southampton or you know, the Portsmouth fans who traveled to Southampton, it, like they they called a bubble. So essentially, everybody who comes in purchase on a the opposite team's ticket have to come in under police escort. Yep. Yep. <laughs> this is what Green insanity. Street Hooligans was like. It's the same thing. It's the same storyline. It's so much different than American sports fans. Yeah. Like you see fights in an NFL parking lot before the game, but, like, that is insanity. A police <laughs> bubble. Exactly. I mean, it's, a, it's crazy to think about, and... Um, for this specific match coming up, they announced that there is no announced bubble, so fans are free to travel to and from the stadium on their own will. And people have made a lot of speculation about if, if that's safe. <laughs> you think so? I feel like it's been seven years. It's been seven years since their last matchup, so things have had to cool down a tad. You know? I mean, one would think. Yeah, maybe not. I, I mean. From everything that I've gathered, just being on social media, being in the city when I was there, I mean, it's it's something that never really goes away. If you 
look at certain songs that the fans sing at games, you know, they still take swipes at Portsmouth and they're always taking jobs at Portsmouth. I mean, League One, it's so easy to take take swipes at them. Right now. Imagine if they won this game. I know you don't want to, but... Oh, yeah, I mean, it would be calamity. Um, yeah, calamity. <laughs> Great word. Because um, last season... Fucking calamity, man. <laughs> that's what it would be. I mean, if you look at last season, they were very, very confident that they were going to go up in the uh, championship based on their position in December because they were you know, winning the division by, I think, seven or eight points. Um, obviously, that did not happen. There were videos, um, which yeah, you should look up. It's a you know. Keep us informed of all the fights in the next week. I, I yes. really am curious. That's gonna be, be on Twitter, Twitter for that. that. Yeah, it's gonna be a great. Find some real good fan videos, videos. <laughs> for sure. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. Tweet at us. It's gangs. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, no, it's called firms. Michael, the the Green Street Hooligans plot is exactly this. So West Ham's. In the I've Premier seen League. Green Street Hooligans three. I know the. I Not know three the plot. though. They explain like what the firm is. They call it a firm, but that means gang. It. Like that means hooligan gang that like actively seeks out other groups to engage with physically. I mean, that's, I'm telling you, that's what Green Street Hooligans three was. About. Yeah, and the West Ham <laughs> this draw dude told me in the FA Cup. It's the only way they can draw them. That's a big and one. It's just crazy. crazy. That's a big one too. Yeah, yeah. I mean West Ham all vicious. I think that would, and then also the uh, Crystal Palace. Um, I think Brighton games are pretty. Really? Palace Brighton? Brighton? Yeah. I didn't know about that. Well, that goes back really? to the hooliganism in the seventies. I think some people were killed in those games. So. Yeah, the Palace Brighton. We gotta pay attention when they're playing. We gotta check that out. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's, the a, that's a pretty big quick. deal. Um, Palace Brighton. But yeah, the going back to what I was saying, like last season, um, we were obviously struggling around that time too. So they really thought that we were gonna go down and they were gonna go up, and they had a whole song about it. How you know Pompey's going up in the scum? That's what they call Southampton. <laughs> they call us the scummers. <laughs> and I mean, Southampton fans have actually adopted that. As like they they t- have taken on as their own. So if, if you ask a Southampton fan, they're they're proud scummers. Um, you know, we used to have a bunch of scummies living next to Brad and I's uh, college house, but they were scummies. They were a different type of scummies. different scummies. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. but they would say the Pompey. That's what that's their nickname. The Pompey's going up. The scum's going down. And then obviously they stayed down and we stayed up. And then all the Southampton fans started retweeting that and sending that around again just to make fun of them. <laughs> I have a neighbor one house down, and he's randomly from he's from uh, England, and he's a Portsmouth fan. So did you ask him? No way. I'll have to let him know that I know about the South Coast Derby. Did you ask him? Did you ask him about the game? I mean, I don't talk to him that often. It's you like, gotta I mean, talk we're, to we're friendly him, neighbors, though. but yeah, get I him talk on the to pod, him a bunch, man. and I talk to him about soccer, and I kind of want to get him on the podcast to talk about. If I could get him to talk about Portsmouth before this der- derby, that'd be awesome. Well, but I won't. I'm sure I'm, I'm looking more. Forward more to this game than Portsmouth fans are. Okay. So yeah, what's your prediction? Let's get to that. I mean, we've talked about the game, talked about the history. What do you think? Uh, what do you think is going to happen? And where is it located, by the way? So it'll be at Fratton Park, which is the home of Portsmouth. Okay. Ooh. And it was funny, funny, funny note about that. So I think Southampton was allocated about twenty five hundred tickets. I mean, they, there was so much credential you needed to have to qualify for them. You had to like attend every away game since the beginning of the last season 
to get like first to get first access to tickets and then obviously it it went down from there um but yeah we the southampton fans bought every ticket in the block like in their allocation but Mm -hmm. the once the the portsmouth tickets actually went to general sale so the southampton fans are having some fun Uh, with that because they figured if the south coast Derby, they should all be bought up um but so they're making fun of them saying that there's there's a bunch of casuals now on the home end because the tickets go into general sale. Interesting. Yeah. It's because they, they stink. stink. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, I hope you slaughter them. I, you know, I really hope so. And it's one of those things where if any player scores against them, they immediately become like solidified in club history and culture and. The, the the photos of the celebrations will be distributed for years to come, whoever scores. So they be, they become an instant hero in the uh, that's cool and the fan lore. So, so fun. Uh, you know, Outstanding. We have that was fantastic. I'm just gonna applaud that whole story. I loved it. But we have um, one. Someone I'm hoping that really scores in that game is uh, James Ward Prowse. I don't know if you're too familiar with his backstory. We know about his free kicks. We do know about his free kicks. It's a painful sure. reminder of last season for Tottenham fans. It is. It is. But if um, if I told you though that he grew up actually a Portsmouth fan, and he's a ticket holder, oh, ESPN would be all over that storyline. Yeah, he played for both teams until he had to make a decision which one to go into. He chose Southampton. Obviously, he's been with the club since he was nine. So he's going to be – this is his first professional match against Portsmouth. And uh, according to reports, he's talked up the match to his teammates because none of the Southampton players now have actually played in the South Coast Derby. So he's actually been talking to them about the importance of it and why it's a must-win. It's like a young veteran. Yeah. That's cool. It's it's a must-win. And it's his his dream dream draw is what they said, according to what, what I heard. I have That's exciting, man. goosebumps from that, yeah. actually. It's crazy. I hope Che right Adams scores. Oh, me too. He needs to. Yeah. He, needs, he needs to get on, get on the score sheet one of these days. What's, What's his, his deal? deal? I just like him from FIFA. He was my dude that I built around. I built around him, Che Adams. Like, my entire dynasty is built around Che Adams' striker. <laughs> he's, not, he's not played terribly this season. I mean, he gets himself in a good position to score. He just has been really unlucky it's i mean it's really all it is i mean I think does he, do, does he like, like hold up the ball, ball as well, as well or or yeah yeah or? i mean he's not playing any differently than i saw him playing with um birmingham last season i mean he's very very eager to create chances to be at the end of uh, passes he's just like i said bad luck i mean he'll get a sure. good ball it'll the goalkeeper will make a great save, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. It's, but I think it's one of those matters when he when he hits the back of the net finally, he's just going to unleash. He's still young, right? Maybe twenty one. Oh 22. yeah, he's not. He can't yeah. be older than that. Yeah, I mean, your squad's pretty young in general, right? That's the whole focus. I mean, from what I've, I've understood, that's the direction they're going. They want to promote within and mostly uh, UK boys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, like I said, they'll, they'll also sign you know people like Gineppo, and we've got Jan Valery. He was obviously he's French. Um, we've got a you know Austrian in the academy too, Christoph Clairer. Mm. You know he's he's been pretty solid as well. Um, it's all about wanting to create a sustainable approach to growing players, and um, 
you know, selling when needed and staying competitive in that way compared to just spending crazy amounts of money on players. Sure. That was brilliantly put. Um, so if you don't mind jumping off of Southampton, what's your impressions of Premier League in general so far? Have you caught some other games or other teams or anything? Yeah. Um, it's definitely been a good a good I mean, did you see Norwich, Norwich City. City? Norwich, they, they topped um, Man City over the weekend. Yeah. I mean, I was yep. following the, the scores. I, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Do you mind if Brad and I talk about this game for a hot, hot second? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Go for it. I mean, Brad, what was your impression? It was, it was just amazing to watch. It was at, yeah. at, at Norwich. It was at Carroll Norwich. Road. Carroll Road. Yeah, um, and actually, Matt, we had an interview with a Norwich fan and his wife that went to the stadium, and we lost that interview as well. Like, what happened to you that one time? Oh, no. It was sad because really? we lost, like, yeah, and he was telling great stories about visiting Carrow Road and how... Burned like, up with ash, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, very depressing. But yeah, it was an amazing match. I thought uh, I was trying to talk about this with Michael earlier, but I thought that Norwich had a plan and they, they executed it. I mean, they executed it playing out from the back very cleverly, but more so just taking their chances offensively and... Um, great on the counter when they needed to be. It was it was a riot. I, I think they deserve the three points. I really do. Um, truly, I watched that whole game. And normally, I'm like cities overwhelming, like rabid dogs destroying you. You're just holding on for dear life. Like, yeah. you know, and there were like, times in that game where they were doing exactly that. Yes. Yeah. There were times. End of the first half, they snuck a goal in. Uh, it's a beautiful Aguero, Aguero header. Yeah. Uh, beautiful Aguero header, and just perfect from up, kind of up top of the box, and that's a quality goal. But you know, not too many overwhelming Man City chances. That's the thing. You didn't see the the crosses get, getting whipped in, even when De Bruyne came in. Um, I mean, so and Norwich too. They went up two zero in the twenty eighth minute, so they kind of packed it in at that point sure. a little bit, which changed their game a little bit as well. Because then Man City started becoming aggressive and got that goal and then right in the 50th minute in the second half Timu Puki our boy uh I believe it was a Buendia assist who is actually one of my favorite little guys on on Norwich um and then they were able to hold on until an 88th minute Rodri goal which was Mm -hmm. really nice very nice really nice maybe should have been saved but very nice very nice I don't know that was a fucking hit yeah, impressive. But at any rate, three points for Norwich. Yeah, they held on seven more minutes of scariness. But uh, uh, and, and I actually, also placed bets. We did. On we placed said a five dollar bet on the win. <laughs> we did. We won five dollars to win one hundred twenty-four. Wow! Bucks. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I just Very had a impulsive. feeling. Right, like five minutes before the game, I was like, Brad, yeah, five dollars on Norwich. Just do it. Lucky, lucky, lucky. stuff. It was just very That's lucky. for sure. <laughs> very lucky. How about you? Any uh, so teams and games that you've seen, especially recently? Oh, um, I did watch uh, Everton and Lincoln City in the last round of the Carabao Cup, and that was a pretty interesting match, just because uh, Lincoln City really gave them, really tested them. Um, Everton's interesting in Premier League. They just lost to. Um, they had a pretty bad loss last weekend, didn't they? Oh, uh, I think so. I think was it Bournemouth. Um. But I mean, I watched. It was it like sounds, 
Lincoln City scored against them in like the first minute of that game, and I was like, wow. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty wild. It's boring. It's boring. So then what happened the rest of the game? game? Oh, yeah. That, so that game, I think, was it they finished 3 2, I believe. I think, mm-hmm. um, let's see. Oh, yeah, 4 2. Yeah, so it was like. Everton had scored, went up 2-1 to a Sigurdsson penalty, and then Bruno Andre, I don't know if you remember him, he used to play for uh, Queen's Park Rangers back in the day, mm-hmm. scored like a absolute belter, nice. equalized for Lincoln in the 70s. There's still quality in those lower leagues, which makes Carabao and FA Cup games interesting. And I love the old stadiums. 100%, yeah. Um and that game, that ended up finishing 4-2 because it will be scored in the 81st, and then Richard Lisson scored in 88th. But, yeah, it was 4-2. But, yeah, the, I love the the cup matches because I think it was well, Arsenal played a non-division team a couple of years ago, and that was just, a, you know, cool to watch. Sure, yeah. and Tiny stadium and packed full of fans just to see Arsenal take, a non, take on a non-division side. Yeah. There's nothing better, man. How do the non-division squads qualify? Is it just like a qualifying tournament into Yeah, I don't know the specifics, but I, I mean, I think it's it's similar to like the U.S. Open Cup here where, you know, it'll obviously start with a lot of amateur clubs and then as it gets, you know, progresses, then the, the top teams start joining in from there. Sure. It's Are you talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. same same concept. Yeah. yeah, we were about talking about um, specifically we were talking about. Do you remember? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Everton played uh, Lincoln City. Lincoln City, Lincoln City. Yeah, Lincoln City. yeah, yeah and they, they had them under the ropes a little bit. They did. did yeah, it back. was impressive. You know, watching them play like that. And then we were talking about old cool stadiums, and that's why, like Jimmy, the other you know the devil on the podcast that you talked to before was talking about how cool it is to play in the little stadiums and and we played who did we play last year that Deli Alley played on for MK Dons yeah Yeah, where he came from for 5 mil he only cost 5 mil he's better than Ozil we've got Deli Alley (laughs) yeah and he uh, he captained the side as well Uh, Pochettino gave him the armband and he scored the game winning penalty uh, in the end oh they play MK Dons they played MK Dons last year FA Cup yeah pretty cool and they played, uh, like, Rochdale, I think. I don't know. Yeah. That's cool. It's neat. Fun tournament. Yeah, there's some really cool um, matchups that can occur as a result of those, and obviously Southampton-Portsmouth being one of those. Looking forward to it. And can we catch that? What do we got, Michael? Is that ESPN Plus? Another plug? It is ESPN Plus. Those quarters Tuesday, September 24th. I'll probably watch. I'll probably watch my I phone. will, too. We're, we're rooting for Southampton all of the course. way. Of course. Although, at Port Smith victory, I'd be like... Yikes. Michael <laughs> probably retweet something <laughs> supporting Portsmouth if that happened. Nothing personal. You want to see something about Portsmouth fans? Look up their playoffs leg against Sunderland last year and just Google oh. Sunderland fan kicking Sunderland or Portsmouth <laughs> fan kicking Sunderland player. Oh, <laughs> like, really? The dude looks like Sloth from uh, the Goonies. And kicking. I gotta look this up right now. I'm sorry. So, um, <laughs> how, how closely do you follow, I guess, other tournaments and do you have any other leagues you follow? I know we, we've mentioned MLS. 
um, in the past, uh, I think, League? with you. But Champions League, you know, any other domestic leagues? Yeah. You kind of have an eye on? I watched a little bit of Champions League today. I watched the Lille-Ajax game, um, obviously, for the Southampton connection to that game. So we had, obviously, Dusan Tadic playing for Ajax, and then Jose, Jose Font, who used to be the Southampton club captain, playing for Lille. So that was that was you know very interesting, bittersweet for me. Obviously, seeing them both playing on that stage, but <laughs> he's watching the video right now. That's the best part. part. <laughs> it's not that bad. But the hand talking shit to the players is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, just I'm, I'm expecting that just amplified times hundred. <laughs> People are incredible. Oh yeah, I asked. Oh, uh, Lily, Lily, uh, Tim we- Weah, Tim Weah's on uh, that that squad. Did he play for Lille, right? Yeah. yeah. But I don't think he played in the game because I didn't see him out. He didn't play. He didn't play. But that's a, that's the team he's on. That's yeah. why they lost. Yeah, hundred yeah, <laughs> percent. But we did see Sergio Dest for Ajax. I saw. You'll see this floating around on Twitter. He had just like a dirty, filthy move between two defenders. I retweeted it earlier. But oh, you'll see the it game today all week. Yeah, yeah it was just like. Yeah, it's funny. I think it was um, the second Ajax goal scored by Alvarez for Mexico. Yep. And I saw that he was on the roster today. today. Yeah, it was like, oh, it was like a cool. Serginho and uh, Alvarez celebrating that goal together, and I was like, they're doing so much more for USA Mexico geopolitical relations than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Honestly, I root for any Mexican <laughs> players abroad. Yeah, 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 me too. Absolutely, yeah. can't help but root for him. You know, yeah. I like Raul for uh, Wolves. North American. Yeah, yeah, you got to be united in that way, especially like you know, Canadians too. You know, with Alfonso Davies for Bayern. You know, he's a great watcher yeah, right. too. Absolutely. He did a goal. goal. Did he? Might, Might have been U twenty three. All right, so Champions League, we were talking about Ajax. Uh, obviously, impressive 3-0 underlines their potential. Um, we've also talked about the fact that Ajax has had to qualify, right, through the qualifying rounds. and Did they? I kind of struggled with that, yeah. They did, and I kind of struggled with that given that they're, you know, in the top four, but they're, they're in the competition. Yeah. Yeah. So. And they could have been a finalist if not for a very last-minute goal. If not for a beautiful flick by Daly Alley and a beautiful goal by Lucas Mora. <laughs> Let us reflect upon this. Let us reflect. <laughs> um, what else? What else caught your eye, Champions League wise? I know we had a, we had a couple of results come through um, today. Pretty exciting. In yeah, some cases. I think the other big one for me was um, the Salzburg Gank game. Because oh, yeah. Patrick. Well, if you know the circumstances of that one, that was Jesse right. Marsh. He used to be the Red Bulls manager. Okay. So he's the first American coach to coach a game in the Champions League. And they won 6 2. They won 6 2, yeah. How about that? Uh, who, who the hell is Gank? How about them apples? <laughs> Racing Gank, Belgian first division. Yeah. Well, they got, Salzburg is Austria. They got pooped on, so. <laughs> <laughs> they got shit. They, they sure <laughs> did. Um. <laughs> Yeah, then that kid, that the Norwegian kid for uh, Salisbury, is just baller. That's cool. <laughs> I think he had like nine goals in the U twenty three or U twenty World Cup this past summer. I did. Damn. He had like nine goals in one game. It was some ridiculous like that. 
this will certainly help his value. Oh, 100%. In the Champions League. People are going to be like, who is that kid? Yeah, I think he's, I don't even know what he's, it's either like he's 11, 19. It's either 11 goals in 14 matches or 14 goals in 11 matches or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Impressive. I said, I'm obviously, I'm depending on the people to fact check me on this specific positive. Oh, don't depend on that at all. <laughs> we, <don't. laughs> we say this all the time. Like, we no wish validate. we were fact checked, but. No. We've got a 95% correct yeah. rate. All right. Standard take, deviation. So. It's yeah. fine. Take it for what it's worth, people. It's free content. Darn right. Darn right. Yeah, I was surprised to see Chelsea lose today. Um, oh, did they? they, they, well. they, they yeah, they lost to Valencia. What was it? Chelsea. They did. Yeah. Did, did Pulisic uh, come on at all? Or I wasn't no. following. No. Well, you know, I gotta say, Tammy Frank. Tammy Abraham has been pretty sensational. So Red sensational this, this season. So, is he, is he center forward? Do you guys know? Or is yeah, he? Okay, I yes. believe that he is. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jimmy was talking him up uh, definitely prior to the season, saying he was one to keep an eye on, and he's obviously produced quite a bit of goals so far. I think Jeez. seven. Yeah. What was That's it? Insane. Yeah. Yeah. He's up there. Amazing. With Aguero, I believe. He's got yeah. a brace and a hat trick, right? I think he's got two hat tricks. Does he? If I'm not wrong. Could be wrong. Imagine that. I like him. Strong player, hold-up player. Made a nice move on that third goal, too. Very impressive. Him and I think both Mason Mountain are both, you know, really bright spots in the championship last season, and you can just see them continuing that same. Awesome. Brad hates Mason Mount. Look at him. His face I contorted just hate, when, you I heard, when, it's when not he said fair. his name. It's not fair for me to hate Mason Mount. I just... <laughs> He represents to me Pulisic spot, and I want yeah. Pulisic to get a chance. Even though I just despise Chelsea, he, I want Pulisic to get some time because Lampard Dirk, coached Dirk, him yeah. at Derby. Yeah, yeah. that's that connection Which, for sure. That's and why Brad hates it. Mount has been good too. He's been he's, excellent. He's been excellent. So I can't argue with it. But I just I want Pulisic to play. This is my fear coming into this year was that he. He's going to get locked out like Chelsea does to so many of their young, good players. I heard a theory, though, today that said Willian was always supposed to play this role, but he came into the season with a knock, and the plan was to bring Pulisic slowly along from the beginning. So, And that's completely possible. He's 22. But honest, obviously, he loves... Like, I watched Chelsea games, like, actively went to seek them out for the first... You know, every time he plays. So. It's, a, it's a fascinating year for them. I mean... It is. Looking at them trying to change their identity, um, some new faces trying to, I think, collectively live up to the hole that's, that Hazard left. So mm-hmm. That's the hole that Hazard left. Perfect. <laughs> Episode name right there. Yeah. Lock it down. Although, I don't know. We talked about Southampton. I don't want to name it Chelsea. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's going to be South Coast Derby, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, it's gonna be amazing that game. I mean, countdown every day. I mean, since it was announced, people threw that draw around like, you know, it's a dream draw. So like, oh, please be Saints Poppy, please be Saints Poppy, and then it finally happened. I mean, people people have been saying that for every draw now for like every every time there's been a draw for like the last six years. So it's exciting. It's finally happened. So, overreactions. We're five uh, match days into the season, which is like 15% or something. Um, 
what do you where where do you want to finish now that you've seen you know you've, you, the curtain's been unveiled a little bit on the squad how they can play what's a good season for you are you recalibrating yet higher expectations or not necessarily yeah I think about the, I'm about the same I mean obviously having seven points at this point in the season is, is good um, total upgrade from last season um, but I haven't really changed any of my expectations very dramatically yet. Um, I like to see, I like to see us beat somebody good. <laughs> Considering how you played the end of last season, rolling into this season, you've got a pretty good stretch. Like I could see you ending seven to ten range. Yeah, ideally, I think that would be very very satisfying in that range um, to not be in a relegation battle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some comfort. I think it'll be you know probably two or three seasons again. I think before we challenge for a European spot. But what do you think of Wolves in the Europa League right now? I mean, they're doing good in the Ooh. Europa League. I think, but I right, mean, but they're in relegation. They're, oh, well, they're uh, they haven't won yet in the league. They have three draws. They have three points. Yeah, not good. it's not. That's really the. I hate to say it, but it's almost like a trade-off. I mean, do you do you put more investment in a, into a European campaign, or do you put more investment in the league? And I think at this point, it looks like they're looking more towards the European side. But you know, you, you'd hate to see them suffer stay from from a league side as a result. It's interesting though, because in the three draws, like a draw long term isn't bad. Maybe it's just I don't know. It's so early. It's so early. We're it all reacting. For sure. Yeah, I think it's really early um, to to make any you know prejudgments at this point. But I mean, it, one win probably shoots them up like seven, six, six spots or something. Yeah, exactly. So, but it's just the fact that they haven't won a game yet can raise a few eyebrows. Yeah, for sure. Any uh, we meant to get into your USL internship again because. The last episode we did, we got into that deeply, but I think we're almost at rant time because it's easy, easy talking. Do you have any rants? Rants right now? What's going on? Then? Oh, you know what I don't like going. It's going on right now. <laughs> All the bullshit that's happening in the Italian leagues with uh, players getting like hooted at and stuff like that. That shit needs to stop. Is? They're getting monkey chance. Yeah, yeah, that's that, Lukaku. Yeah, that really needs to be ended. I mean, I don't know what they need to do. They need to. They close. doubled down this week, though, with the uh, TV. Did they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What happened? Yeah, he's like. So it was on television. The guy said something like, "The like only Sky way Sports to slow Italy. Lukaku. The only way to slow Lukaku down is to throw ten bananas at him." Whoa! On television. This is like Sky Sports Italy. Something like that. So, I don't know. You, we'll have to fact check it, which, you know, 5%, 5% rule. So At any rate, we, we did talk about that last episode, actually, and and the letter that the Ultras sent, and like, no, we just do it to mess with the other players, and we'll do it to other teams, too. It's just shameful. It's embarrassing. It's bad. Yeah. I don't know. We agree. I don't know what they need to do. I mean... Close the close the games to the public. I don't know. Play play behind the close behind closed doors games because something something needs to happen. Clearly, it just doesn't seem like they care. It, exactly, that's just it. They don't care. And I mean, what year are we living in now? And people are 
main black players to have to play in Italy with some kind of fear that they're going to be subjected to racist racist that abuse. Sucks. I mean, yeah. come on now. And, yeah. No I'm doubt. not going to go to Italy. Which, I, mean, it, it, I mean, it reflects on the entire country. It really does. Yeah. True. 100%. Michael, you got anything? Um, no, uh, yes, I'm just very excited for the Spurs Champions League campaign to start tomorrow. Um, what can I say? It was just a delight watching them play Champions League last season. Uh, so many great memories, and to be one of the first seasons that I got to fully follow the team and then see that, I feel like a spoiled little bitch, but what can I say? Like, it was so fun, and Champions League... I've said this on the pod, and maybe I'm a hypocrite as a soccer fan, but I actually like it better than, than Premier League. Not to say I don't love Premier League. Like, I'd live and die by Premier League, but there's something about seeing all the top leagues in Europe compete that just really does it for me. So, just very excited. I'm, uh, group stage is fun. Looking forward to it. Who's in your group? Olympiacos is, uh, is the squad coming up. Uh, the Spurs have to play. That's tomorrow, and it uh, should be an interesting. What are your, uh, what are your predictions contest? for that? I, I don't uh, know the Greek league that well, so it's I'm, at there. It's there too, so I'm at least yeah. hoping for like a one zero. Is that Athens? Yeah, it's at Athens, and okay. uh, it's a cool looking stadium. The other out big today. squad is Bayern. Oh, oh yeah, right. Bayern's group. Yeah, Ooh. which is really fun. That's <laughs> those a fun are, one. Those will be good games for sure. Uh-huh. I'm, I'll, I'll probably just do and a two-minute for Star. that. Red Star Belgrade. Oh, they knocked out Liverpool. Or they knocked. Yeah. They beat Liverpool, I should say, in a game last year. They did, yep. So it's it's not the easiest group, but we're excited to get going. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the hardest group, though. There's no. no. I wouldn't say so. so if, you look at, if you look at it, you know, it should be Bayern and Tottenham that advance on yes. paper. But you never know. Exactly. We hope so. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with the win tomorrow, boys. Let's start with the win. Yeah, we I had, had a, we, a scrape and claw back out of the group last year. Oh, brutal. Brutal stuff. Who's One it? point after three games. Yeah. Who's going to be the key player for you in the group stage? I mean, there's so many. Who do you, who do you think? Who do you think? Uh, obviously, <laughs> Champions League, you got to say Lucas Moura, but Lucas Moura. I just love the way that Sunny. Sonny's blossomed into just a phenomenal talent. I think he's top ten in the world, honestly. Um, you see the video? So, you see the video of the like, South Korean fans that were telling him to see him? Yeah, yeah. Like so ocean. many Sun jerseys. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah, yeah. He's he's gonna be great. Endembele is coming back from injury. I think he's gonna be ready to go. He was on the bench. Um, Against Palace, and I think he's I think he's going to be ready to roll, and I, I just can't wait to watch him again. Uh, he's been out for a few matches. Should be fun. Yeah, my uh, my rant would be around just how good Spurs looked against Palace, and I, I don't think they've looked that good in the last calendar, at least calendar year uh, overall, uh, 2019. I don't think they've looked that good uh, since at least the festive period last Premier League season, just overwhelming, cohesive, um, looking to attack. And I'm just excited because Pochettino said that the transfer window closing would be a huge uh, distraction breaker, and it really looks to have been that. And it's uh, 
It's interesting to watch because he, he called it. So and trust, here him, we trust are in Pochettino. Sit, sitting in third place in the table, which is... Mm-hmm. Coming for you on live. Friday. We live there. We do. <laughs> is it coming for you on Friday? Temporarily. That's, that's oh, right. yeah, that's right. I hope, I hope you get it. <laughs> and then, all right, who did, who did Do play? Premier, oh, we played Leicester this weekend. Leicester at King Power. That's going to be a tough one. They look dirty yeah. this year. They, uh, they look I good. will say, under I'm excited Brendan Rodgers, they look rejuvenated. So I think the Leicester matches are going to be tough for whoever's playing them. No doubt. I'll go uh, 3-2 win away at Olympiacos and a 2-2 draw at Leicester. I think they're going to win 3-1 Olympiacos. Leicester, they're going to tie. They'll be tired from Champions League. It'll be 2-1-1. Eh, one, 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 one. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. And we, we never, never remember our predictions, so... No, it doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> anyway, so, Chase, Matthew... Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, sir. Honestly, anytime you want to be an alternate to just like do a, I don't know, we just cover whatever in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd like to provide another perspective if you'll have me. Yeah, I think the Southampton perspective is just brilliant. I love it. I love hearing about it. We enjoy it for sure. And we do have Tottenham Southampton coming up on September 28th. We do. Check it out, folks. Got to give a shout out there. And we'll retweet anything you guys 
at us in, so. Sounds good. Yeah. And to, I was wondering if the skate was related to a stingray, because we've had, we have skates in the Jersey Shore. And no, apparently. It's different. Uh, so Port Smith, as you mentioned, is a naval base and a fishing port. Um, you know, there are lonely nights at sea, and apparently some seamen, will, uh, the sailors seamen. would use the skate's mouth to, uh, <laughs> to yeah. show you. And I could see that being comfortable. Just, oh no! Go, Go skates. skates! Oh no. lord! I'm, just I'm ready for something. Emi buen di.